Hey, everybody, it is Steve, and I expect there to be almost nobody that shows up to this because I just had a wild hair and wanted to reach out without putting anything out there, without any promotion, without discussing with anybody. I'm just out here because there's things to talk about. Uh, Lula down in Brazil gets elected to president, displacing Bolsonaro. I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff going to Obama tone policing activists about anti-war stuff. We've got everybody doing the wash, rinse, repeat cycle of this is the most important election ever. If we don't elect Democrats, fascism will rise again. And you know something? I just feel like we're all in need of a friend. <laughs> we're all in need of a friend. We need to have somebody that we can trust and talk to. That's not going to go that way. That's not going to sell us out. It's not going to you know, be busy telling us, you know, how it's got to be the way it's got to be so that we're all kind of, I don't know. I mean, every time I read the shit I'm reading from people that are just terrified, they haven't done anything in between elections. Here, let me scold a few people. And I don't really care. I'm, I, this is definitely me punching down. Let me just say trigger warning. I am about to punch down. Okay. People that haven't done shit between elections, but all they care about are elections. They're like those Christians that only go to church on Easter and Christmas and, and all that crap. That's all they know. Oh, there's an election. I've got to get behind the local, the new candidate that I'm going to say is the savior of all to protect us from the evil Republican Party. And I, I just, I, I'm to the point now where every time I hear it, it's like somebody taking nails down a chalkboard and just going, vote blue no matter who, vote blue no matter who. And every time I hear it, I just think to myself, we're never getting out of this fucking hell. We're not. The, okay, so we're going to go into psychology for a minute. You've ever been in marriage counseling? You ever sat there with a good counselor? They'll tell you point blank, you guys are trapped in a dance. You're doing this dance, the same dance over and over and over again. And in order for the dance to change, you've got to do something different. You got to do something different, right? And, but nonetheless, every time the same Karens, the same jackasses, the same people with minimal imaginations of what could be done differently, the people that literally gatekeep us out of the process simultaneously come back in when it's time to wag their finger and say vote blue. And I wrote something earlier tonight that I'm going to read to you all. I was going to share it on here, but there's no need to share. I'm just going to read it to you. And you know, I think, honestly, that sometimes I'm a little cryptic for my own good. But I don't think there's anything cryptic in what I'm about to read here. You all tell me if you can relate. I say, beyond the disgraceful GOP, Democrats have given us absolutely zero reason, zero reason to see them as an alternative to the proto-fascism of the GOP. Disgusting, yet oh so predictable. If your eyes are open and not busy punching down, which I am right now, by the way, I'm, I, I came out, I told you flat out, I am punching down. So if this triggers you, just know I'm punching down and I'm doing it unapologetically. Because see, the people that protect us from doing stupid shit, they say, oh, don't get angry. What are they going to do, right? Well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm an individual. I'm a voter. I'm a dude. I'm a dad. I'm ready to do something different. And I'm tired of it. So anyway, I say, 
the disgusting yet oh so predictable if your eyes are open and not busy punching down. This isn't some defect in voters. This is how bad the Democratic Party has become. From Obama to Buttigieg, to Biden to Harris, from Hillary to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, to the fecklessness of Jayapal and the squad, we have absolutely zero meaningful resistance, and noticing that does not make the person who is aware the bad guy. It doesn't make the people that are aware the, the bad guy. We're not the bad guy. If you know, you know. We're not the bad guy. We're not the asshole selling you lies to make you vote blue no matter who. That's not us. Only a liar could do that, right? And so if you're a liar, I could certainly see why it's upsetting when someone calls you out on it. But guess what? I'm tired of it. So anyway, I say fecklessness of Jayapal and the squad. We have absolutely zero meaningful resistance. And noticing that doesn't make the person who is aware the bad guy. No, the bad guy title is reserved for the neoliberal elitist, the boutique assholes running around and running the messages and shaming the tactics that are no longer effective at keeping people hogtied to a party that allows a punterian to derail legislation and a feckless president that could have eliminated all student debt, but instead made a fucking means-tested trash policy just to try to placate at election time. Never mind pushing the Cold War in China and a proxy war with Russia. It is not the fault of voters for rejecting that, period. Period, folks, period, period. And I'm sitting here, you know, all day long. Oh my God, you've got to get out and vote. Okay, who am I, who, 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 who do you want me to vote for? Who would you like me to vote for? I'm just saying, like, who would you like us to vote for? And they come up with the local name. And I say, well, it, with all due respect, please allow me to read what they're all about. And I read and it's like, we're going to make sure our taxpayer dollars. And I'm like, Don, I can't vote for him. Can't vote for him. If you say taxpayer dollars, you're a non-starter. You're someone who I wouldn't piss on your head to put out a fire. That's the deal. If you ever say the taxpayer money, you are my enemy. You're not my friend. You're not a fellow traveler. You're the enemy, okay? See, taxpayer dollars is the fucking go-to move that Margaret Thatcher and Reagan pulled, okay? This is Sig Heil, the real Sig Heil kind of shit, okay? The taxpayer dollar narrative is Sig Heil, all right? It is the real bad shit because the minute that you believe that the currency-issuing nation can't do far more than us little people in our little teeny paychecks and the shit they skim off of it. If you're telling me that the big, bad United States that can keep the world at bay, that can be the world's police officer, that can do everything, you're telling me that that big Goliath, massive juggernaut, you're telling me that that master juggernaut can't do shit until my paycheck clears so they can skim tax dollars off of me? If you believe that, you're the dumbest fuck in the group. I mean, seriously, you can't fix stupid of that level. And so when you tell me to go vote for somebody and they're busy running around saying, we got to pay our fair share. If corporations don't pay their fair share, then we can't have nice things. The country's going to go bankrupt if we don't do nice things. 
It's the truth. It's just who the fuck am I supposed to vote for, folks? They don't listen to truth. They don't learn economics. They don't give a flying fuck what anybody says. They just go out there and say the same shit. And and I'm not even worried. It's I, I'm way I'm almost like a thousand miles beyond taxpayer dollars because it's quite clear that they're willing to steer us into the hole, into the fucking ground. They don't care. They just don't care. They don't care. But you're not going to shame me into supporting the unacceptable. You see, I said this before, and people thought I was crazy. But if we would have gotten the Trump experience out of our system, instead of putting a Biden Band-Aid on it, if we would have had a common enemy that we could fight back and really focus our energy on, the Bernie coalition, ironically, would have had even more fuel to it. We would have had way more energy to making shit happen than fucking putting a cop and a corpse in the White House. But truly abominable people made that decision for us. So who am I voting for to save the union? Who am I voting for, for real? You know, I live in Pennsylvania, okay? And it's quite clear, it's quite clear that John Fetterman should not have debated the other night. John Fetterman's got a lot of blemishes all over him, a lot of blemishes. He is not a progressive in any way that you and I would consider to be a progressive. But he is clearly better than fucking Dr. Oz. So if you can go at least that far, Okay, maybe Fetterman fits, but in reality, who cares? What is what does it do when the Democrats had a full supermajority president, White House, Senate? I mean, uh, Senate and uh, House and, and the White House, they didn't do shit with it, folks. Nothing when Obama had the White House and a supermajority, he folks, the record is clear. They didn't push back on single payer. They didn't push back on the public option. Obama proactively took the public option out of the mix. He didn't even do it. Who am I voting for? Please. And remember, remember, seriously, you, you can talk to your buddies at the water cooler any way you want. But with me, I'm telling you right now, I'm too smart for fucking voter shaming. If you can't give me something to vote for, don't, don't fucking talk to me. I'm not your lemming. I'm just not a lemming. I have a brain. I, I, I sleep. I eat. I take care of kids. I change diapers. I flush toilets. Take trash down to the fucking end of the driveway. Okay? There is no way in the world that I am going to be pushed to voting for trash candidates. No matter how hair on fire the auxiliary club. Oh, my God. We've got a vote for the Democrats. Give me something. Look, I'm not here to be judged by your shitty campaign. If you can do it, if you're not an idiot, if you're not a loser, a microphone abuser, if you're a decent human being and a decent candidate, it should be easy for me to vote for you. That should be all you need to know right there. Because I'm not expecting a revolution from voting. I'm just not. And, and to be quite fair, let me, let me peel it back. Now I'm done with that part of the rant. Let me get to a new part of the conversation. Hypothetically, we elect one or two socialists, somebody that has all my sensibilities, all the things that matter to me, all the things I want and love, everything, right? Everything. I was elected into Congress, or if I was elected to the Senate, as much as I would do everything in my power, I would do anything in my power to make change. 
But to be a socialist in a capitalist Congress means you've got to vote for bills. It means you've got to say things. So if your idea of getting in there is just to be a token that you just simply say no, yes, and hope to God that it splits so you can have your one day in the sun where you're the deciding vote. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, to each their own. But to me, this should show you. You elect five more progressives. What war did you just stop? I'm telling you right now, the squad just voted for more. They had a chance to stand on a letter that they put out there to say, hey, we're looking for peace. And they said, no, we, we're wrong. They tried to kick their fucking aides to blame them for putting out a letter that they could have easily said, yes, we put it out. And yes, we believe in diplomacy. And yes, but they didn't, didn't. Folks, they didn't do it. I want you to understand. I want you to understand that as long as neoliberalism, as long as neoliberalism is alive and well, and as long as we keep voting for it like we think it's good because, after all, the GOP is really fucking bad, okay? And they're bad. But as long as we keep accepting that as the answer. See, we go back to sleep when we don't get what we want. When the election's over, a bunch of fucking bourgeois fuckfaces are busy going out for brunch. Even in the progressive circle, they're busy going on vacays. Election ends, their, their commitment ends. Until it ramps back up right before another election. So what did you think was going to happen in between election cycles? Did you think something was going to happen in there? Did you think you were going to fundamentally change the conversation? No, you're not. Why? Because when Bernie Sanders said, I want to see those transcripts of you, Hillary Clinton, we waited. Oh, my God. When is she going to give us the transcripts? And then all of a sudden, Obama had his talk with Bernie, and that was it. No more talk of transcripts. No more talk about what she says to Wall Street. No more talk about why Iraq is now suddenly a business opportunity. Similar to what just happened, by the way, with the IMF talking about the Ukraine region being ripe for this. We're going to rebuild it. We're going to go ahead and turn it into another real good market. And we're going to just, ooh, right? They are already doing this. These are the good guys, right? Good guys, good guys, right? If you think about what's happening right now, if you listen to my interview with Ben Norton Saturday morning from Macro and Cheese, if you listened, you heard me come out and talk about the fact that State of the Union Joe Biden won. China's a threat. China, we've got to compete with China. Then State of the Union number two, China's a threat. Okay. China's a threat. We need them to let to make it more even kill for United States to compete. Was Biden was crying poor mouth that the United States needed a level playing field. This is the level of whatever the fuck ever we've got in the White House. It is not. Republicans are going to vote Republican no matter what if you care about elections. And I really don't, quite frankly. I don't see them doing what you all think they're doing. Okay. But when you look, they are creating a Cold War, soon to be a hot war with China and not because China has come into our country and invaded us because China is better at doing business and better at keeping their citizens happy and better at being a 
global citizen by incorporating people, not going in militarily and taking over, but saying, hey, here's a way we can have a beneficial, mutually beneficial trade. So with their Belt and Road Initiative, they're dropping ports into other countries. They're creating the new Silk Road. They're creating a robust society that doesn't involve Republican, Democrat, neoliberalism. And our president is busy trying with all his might. And it's very feckless and weak and eh, wimpy. But he's doing everything he can. Goes to Saudi Arabia. Please bring down the cost of gas because we're not willing to do anything in our country to tampen down and do price controls. Saudi Arabia said, um, no. How about no? How about no? How about no? And so when you think about that, when you think about that, you have allowed one of the worst presidents. And, and there are people out there telling me he's one of the Biden's one of the best. I'm not lying. The delusion is complete with some people. They say Biden is the best president we've ever had. I mean, W, is he better than W? Well, shit. I think a potato is better than W. Is it better than Obama? Obama was horrible. He was one of the worst Republicans we've ever elected. And Bill Clinton? Oh, my God. So Bill Clinton got to ride on the coattails of a highly disruptive technology with the dot-com bubble. He got to ride that out. He got to ride the internet to where it became a thing. He got to do all this stuff. It's super freaking hot, heated, awesome economy because of this crazy, crazy new technology. And then the signs because of his balanced budget, he handed a fucking recession to W. That's fucking Bubba. The guy who used positional authority over an intern to get his chubby chubbed, okay? So with that in mind, if you're not willing to fight to change the way the Democratic Party acts and behaves, if your only tactic is to shame me for not voting for it, we don't have a lot to talk about, do we? If you're not busy fighting and yelling at your Congress critters and yelling at your party and going around telling them, if you don't fucking learn MMT, motherfucker, you're gonna lose every election from here to kingdom come. I will not help you. In fact, I'll work against you until you do it right. Do it right or I will be your enemy. That's the deal. Do it right or I'll be your enemy. No more fucking wars. You know, stop stealing from around the globe. Take care of your people at home. Use your currency for the right reasons. If you can't do that, if you can't say that, and if you didn't listen to us talking about economics and you went over there, hung out with those other fucking channels to fucking learn bullshit economics, you earned it. Go fucking be all you can be. Go be all you can be. Because I, I'm not going to support an economically illiterate candidate at any level, ever, for any reason, ever. You can tell me that, oh, my God, but what about this court case? And, oh, my God, what? Biden could have stacked the courts. He didn't do that. There wasn't a single one of these vote blue sycophants that runs around cracking knuckles saying, Joe Biden, stack the fucking court. Fix Roe v. Wade. Do this. Do that. No, not a single one of them. Every one of them was just busy punching down at activists for saying, why didn't Biden do blah, blah, blah? Why didn't Obama force RBG out the door so we could get a, a liberal justice or whatever in there? Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But no, instead of punching them, you're like, hey, how come you're not helping us out? We're, we, we're voting blue no matter who. Worthless. Worthless. And so... Uh, you're not getting any change at best at best what you're getting at best what you're getting is the status quo at best 
And that's really pushing it to get the status quo. Folks, during the pandemic, I spoke with Pavlina Chernova, who is a lead practitioner on the federal job guarantee. But we didn't talk about the federal job guarantee. You know what we talked about? We talked about nationalizing payroll during the pandemic. So there would be no reason to rush people back to work. And we could do it. We could have absolutely 100% guaranteed and nationalized payroll. No means testing required. Did we do it? No, but we gave a shit ton of loans to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever the bullshit these folks did where they used it for their own purposes. No payback. But the people, we didn't even get $2,000 checks, folks. The lie was complete. But sure, be mad at the people that didn't get the money instead of mad at the asshole that made the promise that didn't deliver. Now, I want you to know, the debt collective went crazy putting together a massive amount of important literature, references, and wrote an executive order for Joe Biden. All he had to do was sign it. Literally, legally speaking, Astra Taylor and the whole gang did this. And he spent months debating it, months kicking the can, and then gives $10,000 if you means test through it. Guys like me with $122,000 of student debt, and he gave $10,000. This is one of those pandering for election times. He literally, without it impacting a soul, except for the people that would have been relieved of their debt. Remember, biblical times, the Sabbath year, every seventh year, listen to your David Graeber, listen to Michael Hudson, listen to Steve King. Every seventh year, the, day, the, ju the Jubilee year, they would literally have a ceremony where they ripped up the tablets, ripped up the accounting, ripped up all debts and wiped them out every seven years for everyone. Now, horrible, evil, wicked people are busy running around telling us, you're a moocher. Oh, you just don't want to pay your debts. Oh, I mean, and this is straight out of the fucking Bible and these fucking thumpers don't even know their own scripture. But going back, way back, this has always been the way it's been. And Graeber in his book, Debt, talks about it extensively. And yet Biden only gave that pittance when he had the authority to eliminate the whole damn thing. Without Congress's help, he could have wiped it all out. And he chose not to. Folks, he chose not to. He chose not to. It wasn't like he had a gun to his head. He chose not to. He chose to keep families crushed by student debt. He chose to keep children strapped with student debt. He chose to take older workers who got displaced in the great financial crash to fucking keep that debt. That is what voting blue no matter who gets you. Exactly. Just like he chose not to legalize marijuana. So people are in jail for this. Folks, Biden is not your fucking friend. For 50 years, this man showed you that he was willing to cut Social Security, privatize Medicare, make it impossible to discharge fucking credit card debt even. The, the good senator from MBNA doesn't want you out of debt. He doesn't want you out of debt. And it's not because they need the money. Because everywhere you go, look, record profits. And yet people are start, people are fucking and desperate. And that's what your president did. That's what your fucking president did.
Thank you, Delthea. Very, very nice super chat. Yes, we started off this with the beautiful news that Lula beat the fascist Bolsonaro. All is not lost, but the United States is way worse because the most pathetic, and thank you so much, Kevin, the most pathetic of us will support Buttigieg. They will support Kapmala. No matter how many civil forfeitures Kapmala reigned over, no matter how many people's lives she destroyed, they'll fall in line because if she's got a D in front of her name, the fuck six will vote for her. Period. Period. Let me tell you something. I say this because, folks, I'm a recovering drunk, okay? I've been in recovery for a long time, though, 2006, but I'm still a recovering drunk. One more drink, and I'd be off to the races. I wouldn't need five minutes to be drinking a whole 12-pack. I love booze, man. Just haven't drank it in a long time. But I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, that even as a recovering drunk, I've got more sense in my head the most of these fucking fair-haired people that drink their tea with their pinky out, okay? Because they will sit there and sell you a lie. They will try to make it seem like there is no alternative. That we just, this is a strategy. It's a strategy. It's a strategy. It's a strategy. It's just a strategy, guys. Look, I came in here fired up because I saw Lula won, and I was so happy but I realized how bad off we are in the United States because I sat there. My interview with Ben Norton is one of my most prized interviews I've ever done, ever done, ever done. Like, like I've talked to great people, Jason Hickel, right on up there. Um, of course, all the, the OGs of MMT I enjoy as well. But my talk with Ben Norton, my two talks with Ben Norton, a very privileged man here. I am not going to lie. I enjoyed it very, very much. But people came back, and if I were more into a shaming mood right now, I'd show you some of the comments. People were like, I'm so disappointed. It's not a proxy war in Ukraine. Russia invaded Ukraine. All very true, but people so stupid, so unwilling to listen. Instead, of, and, and, and literally, Ben was like, listen, man, fuck Tulsi, fuck MAGA. He wasn't on the, any of that. There's no grift to him, okay? He got some of the MMT wrong, but the idea that he at least listens to Hudson gets me some hope, and he and I have a good friend. We actually have a common friend that didn't know about him. I'm not going to say his name because he's in private business now. He's no longer doing podcasts. He used to work with uh, Richard Wolf long ago, but uh, expat now moved away because he couldn't stand it. A lot of people moving out of this country because they can't stand it. And it's not just because the right wing, the right wing is always here. This country is right wing. It's because there is no relief. The Democrats provide no relief. And if you think about my recovery story that I was telling you about, when you walk into a room the first time and you don't know what's going on, you're a little nervous. You don't know what to expect. You're afraid everyone's going to judge you. You're afraid to tell everybody how bad a guy you are for all the drinking you've done. Trust me, domestic terrorist extraordinaire. I've done some major problems when I was drinking. Sadly, receipts exist. I was not a good dude. One instant asshole just add alcohol. What's that saying? I broke out. I have an allergy with alcohol. I break out in jail cells and handcuffs or something like that. Anyway. But I remember the enthusiasm when the light bulb went in going into those rooms to get recovery. And it fired me up, man. Fired me up. Just like it fires me up when I read 
again for like the third time David Graeber's book on debt or when I read Reclaiming the State by Bill Mitchell or, or when I read The Communist Manifesto or when I read uh, you know, any number of other phenomenal books from here to eternity or from here to equality with Sandy Darity or if I'm really, really focused on really expanding my brain, you know, just seeing fellow travelers out there now Kate Raworth, Donut Economics, you know, Jason Hickel's book, The Divide, Less is More. That's the kind of enthusiasm I get when I see that. But I think back to AOC coming into Congress, standing on Pelosi's desk. I think in that moment, forget all the haters, for that moment, for that moment, I was like, maybe, maybe. And then no. Then you realize, no, it's not happening. It's in that knowledge it's in that awareness that i started to lose some hope because too many people are trying to tell me they're busy fucking trying to get in my mind to tell me to not pay attention to what i'm seeing to ignore what i'm seeing to gaslight me disrespect me in that way and i can't speak for you all you all have different levels of what you're willing to accept the disrespect you know I'm not willing to be gaslit. The only thing I can't take is a liar, a liar. When someone tells me they're going to do something, let your fucking yes be yes and your no be no. Do not ever fucking lie to me. You're, I mean, it's no consequence other than you will literally be cut out of my life. And I mean it like cauterized, cold, dead, cut, done, out of here. I've got lots of practice and I don't fucking take prisoners. I just, I'm done. And that's the way I am with the political process. If you lie to me, you're, you're dead to me. Because once I can't trust you, you've got nothing for me. There's nothing you can bring to the table anymore. There is nothing, nothing whatsoever that I can do with you. Being a liar is the lowest form of life. There is no greater disgrace than a lie. And you know, it's scary to admit I remember back in 2015, I had every intention of voting for Hillary Clinton, every fucking intention of it. And then Bernie threw the, his hat in. And the only reason why I got on the Bernie bandwagon at all at that time was because he had Stephanie Kelton as his economic advisor. Cause I was like, finally, and folks, this is 2015, it's 2022. So you can imagine if I was already that far into the MMT train that I, you know, you know that was it. Him bringing Kelton in there, that was it. That was enough for me. And I fought every minute of every day. I woke up in the morning, went to bed at night, all day long, round and round and round. You can watch the videos. I would sneak out at work to lunch break and I'd go do a live stream. I'd walk down the street in Harrisburg, do a live stream. I talked, did a live stream. I cared big time. Every time some news would come up, I, hey guys, James Comey, my most watched video back then, okay? I mean, I covered the James Comey thing when he went after Hillary's bullshit and then let it fall to the ground. But we don't do anything meaningful in this country at all. And everything they talk about is Schadenfreude because you have to accept what I'm about to tell you as truth or everything else I say will just be like nothing to you. They're not here to serve us. For real, for real. This is not like me saying, they're not here to serve us. I'm telling you, literally, like, like factually, 
They're not here to serve us. They're here to protect capital from us. They're the ones, the suckers that signed up to spin a yarn for us to hear while protecting them. That's it. That's what they're doing. And so if you think about what I'm saying and you understand what I'm saying, then you understand full well that you're not voting your way out of this. And that's the deal. You're just not. I mean, you can try, but you can't prove to me that I'm wrong because I'm showing you I can show the receipts that I'm right. So I'm hoping upon hope that you all stop not working between elections, that you stop checking out and thinking somebody else is going to do the hard work. It's up to us, man. We are who we're looking for. So if you're not going to do that, don't come to me every election cycle slashing and burning, banging on me to vote for one of your fucking neoliberal pieces of shit. That's the deal, folks. Nothing more to say. Anyway, I'm out of here. I'm not sure if I'm doing a rogue scholar tomorrow at noon, but if I do, you'll be the first to know. Come meet me at noon. If not, check out this week's Ben Norton interview, um, by all means, on Macro and Cheese. Um, and with that, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I hope that you guys don't feel as shitty as I do, but I fucking hate this place, man. I'm tired, tired of being lied to. So I'm out of here.